It's February 13th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. Grab your maps because we are going around the globe this morning with six stops full of news that's shaping America and the world. We start in Guyana this morning. That oil-rich little country in South America has got big problems again with their neighbors in Venezuela. We'll talk about some satellite images that prove the point. Second, Venezuela is also causing us some big problems this morning. Deadly gangs from that country are now running rampant through at least three American cities, and the gang members are all asylum seekers. Third, we are off to a little island off the coast of Africa this morning called Mayotte. Uh, They might just have a lesson for us here about illegal aliens. Fourth, updates for you out of the Middle East with a major development on how your taxpayer dollars might be spent on new tent cities. Fifth, we pass through Europe later this morning as leaders throughout the continent are outraged about something that Donald Trump said over the weekend. We will discuss it. Finally, we land back in the U.S. for some good news out of the states of Utah and Wyoming. But before we get to all that, let's get to our top three stories of the morning because they are all connected. We begin in the South American country of Guyana where satellite images show that their neighbor of Venezuela is breaking their word and building up military forces for a possible invasion. And if they do, that will create a shock in oil markets with impacts on your pocketbooks. But before we get to those satellite images, let's do a quick refresh on Guyana and why we should care. We first spoke of this country all the way back on June 27th and then again on November 28th when we learned that this tropical jungle-filled country has an astonishing amount of beauty and oil just offshore. But neighboring Venezuela says that Guyana's oil is actually theirs. In fact, they say about two-thirds of that entire country of Guyana is actually theirs. It all dates back to a dispute in the 1800s. So if you remember, things got pretty heated this past fall between those two countries. In fact, Guyana reached out to the U.S. for some help, and we gave it to them. We sent some military advisors and U.S. Special Forces back in November. Things then calmed down for a little bit, or so we thought. Diplomats from both countries, along with Brazil, said that all disputes would be resolved through peaceful negotiations. Well, that takes us to the news. Over the weekend, satellite images show that Venezuelan forces have been very busy during those diplomatic negotiations, not focused on peace, but likely war. They started a clandestine build-out of military facilities that they need for a possible invasion of Guyana. On land, Venezuela is now uh, gathering rather armored vehicles and tanks just 140 yards from the jungles of western Guyana. They're also developing the ferries and the docking stations that they would need to move the equipment and all the men over the river that separates those nations. Meanwhile, on the coast, the Venezuelans are revamping a very small Coast Guard post, turning it into a full-bore military port and air base. They're also adding anti-aircraft and anti-ship missile systems nearest the border with Guyana. They're also tossing in some patrol boats stacked with missiles. You might not be surprised then to learn that these various naval assets are within a very close reach of an oil block that is being run by ExxonMobil. That thing produces around 650,000 barrels a day. As for what comes next, the government of Guyana saw these satellite images late Friday and into Saturday, 
and they expressed anger and disappointment at those pesky neighbors. Meanwhile, the Venezuelans say that they reserve the right to do whatever they want, all because the oil that is being taken by ExxonMobil and Guyana is theirs. And just to confirm, it's a lot. Billions of dollars worth of oil. So the big question is whether or not we are looking at war, or if this is just a bluff by the Marxist dictator of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro. So that question is unanswered as of this morning, but it is time to put Guyana back on our radars. Because if a war were to come in the Caribbean, that would have serious implications for world energy markets and eventually your pocketbook. More to come. Next, we stay focused on Venezuela, but this time about how the leaders in the capital city of Caracas are putting the United States in their crosshairs. And it has to do with gangs this morning and the invasion of America by illegal aliens. The New York Post is reporting this morning that a Venezuelan gang is now operating in at least New York City. The gang is called Tren de Aragua, or TDA. So this is a name that you need to know, TDA or Tren de Aragua. They are an incredibly violent group of men that are now confirmed to be operating in at least New York City, but also likely Chicago and South Florida and probably many other cities. So here's what we know this morning with some quick background about who these guys are and how they got here in the United States. So let's start with that last part, how they got here. Over the past three years, you all know that the number of illegal aliens passing over the southern U.S. border has absolutely skyrocketed, millions in all with about 500,000 being Venezuelan. Some of them walked across the border falsely claiming asylum, but others were actually flown in. This past fall, Joe Biden authorized hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans to fly to the United States uh, using something called humanitarian parole. Now, as listeners will recall, that is a 1950s era law that was supposed to be used as a rare opportunity for foreigners who want to come to this country for say a hospital visit or a surgery. But critics say that Mr. Biden weaponized that law by opening it up to over 30,000 migrants a month for these illegals from places like Venezuela. Critics have also blasted the White House because they say that there was not enough vetting of these migrants. The fear is that we would ultimately import thousands of criminals that would then run our streets throughout this country to include gang members from this TDA. And that, I am sorry to say, is what has happened. So let's talk about who exactly these guys are. So let's start with this. We know that TDA got their start as a prison gang years ago in Venezuela. But over time, they were given freedom to operate inside of the prison system to then execute operations outside of the prison and beyond by local and national leaders. In other words, they could still wreak havoc even while behind bars. If you're wondering why Venezuela, uh, Venezuela's leaders would do that, here's part of the answer. Some were afraid of being killed by this gang. Others, like President Maduro, are rumored to have actually collaborated with the TDA to either control regime cronies or spread targeted violence amongst his neighboring countries. To give you a sense of how out of control the situation got, before last September, the prison that held the TDA included a gang-operated zoo, swimming pool, playground, restaurant, and a nightclub all within the prison. And from that prison, or resort really, they ex uh, engaged in extortion, the drug trade, uh, the sex trade, human trafficking, professional hit jobs. And they did that again from prison throughout all of Latin America. So that is who is here. The Venezuelan gang TDA, courtesy of a collapsed southern border certainly, but also incredibly 
flights that were authorized by the Biden White House. And that takes us back to the news. The New York Post reports that this Venezuelan gang is now driving a big part of those crime rings that I talked to you about yesterday in New York City. For what it's worth, their bread and butter operation is petty theft of cell phones. It makes them millions of dollars each year, especially after they access bank accounts that are tethered to those phones. But gang analysts predict that they are going to move on to more lucrative crime rings and such, such as expanded drug networks, that sex trade, and hit jobs. Again, they have done this throughout Central and South America for decades, so we would expect they would do that here as well. So those are the latest facts and data about the ongoing migrant invasion, uh, at least regarding Venezuela's part in all of that. Two quick pieces of analysis and opinion for you. First, my sources tell me with medium to high confidence that we should expect to see turf wars between this gang from Venezuela and others that are already here, plus Mexican cartels. As listeners know, those Mexican uh, Mexican cartels rather are now spread throughout the United States from Texas to Montana, New York to Oregon. So we should expect more of these turf fights to come. Second, this raises the challenge of exactly how we are going to deal with this. There are different approaches and certainly all are worthy of consideration. But this morning, I would argue that the plans from candidate Donald Trump deserve our greatest attention because it may well be that he is in the White House next January. And we should know that part of his plan to deal with all of this is simply to deport millions of these folks, all these illegal aliens. But he is also raising two other ideas that we have discussed, with the first being the end of birthright citizenship. And the second is only counting U.S. citizens in the U.S. census. More to come on both of those things or all of Trump's plans. But for now, one thing is very clear, my friends. The country has been invaded. And as of this moment, some of those invaders are some very bad people. And they are from the country of Venezuela. More to come on that. And with that, let's take our first break of the morning. When we come back, we are going to talk about how France is dealing with their illegal migrant crisis. And it involves a tiny little island off the coast of Africa with Some very interesting lessons here for us. We'll be right back. I am two months into eating Super Beats Heart Chews, and I am fired up to tell y'all I feel it. This stuff works for me. It gives me a shot of energy, plus performance and endurance. And that heart-healthy energy is exactly what I was looking for. Best yet, if you pair Super Beats with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in these little chews are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And it's so easy to use this product. Just two little tasty chews in the morning and you're set. No pills to swallow, no ingredients to mix. So do what I did. Go to getsuperbeats.com, that is B-E-E-T-S.com, and use promo code right and you will get a 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews for free and 15% off your order. That is a ridiculous deal for heart-healthy energy, but I love it. So go to GetSuperBeats.com and use promo code RIGHT and get that heart-healthy energy you need and support that healthy blood pressure too. You will be so glad you did. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. My friends, have you gotten your Factor Meals yet? If not, holy smokes, you should. Factormeals.com is the best meal delivery company in the United States. I promise you this. I have tried the others. These guys are it. They give you more than 35 different meal options to choose from every single week. That includes Calorie Smart, which is a pretty good idea after the holidays. Also, they've got Protein Plus, which is a great idea for after the gym. And even vegetarian options, which is a great idea for people who are crazy. Just kidding. We love our vegetarians, too. Well, anyway, it's all delivered, ladies and gentlemen, fresh, right to your doorstep, never frozen. All you got to do is open the box, and after a couple of minutes of heating, you have got a great meal to enjoy. And that's true for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Plus, they've got some wonderful grab-and-go snacks and some tasty cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. As ever, I've told you this before, I love their pork chops. They've also got shredded chicken tacos that are so good. Also, they've got a new lasagna that is out, and it is top-notch. These meals, folks, really are delicious, and they are a perfect option for either busy people like me or retired folks who just want good, healthy meals, but they don't want the fuss of cooking. So support the folks who support this podcast, my friends, and get yourselves Factor Meals at 50% off right now. So go to factormeals.com slash right five zero. That's W-R-I-G-H-T five zero. And you get 50% off. Yeah. Again, that's promo code right five zero at factormeals.com slash right five zero and get that 50% off. But more importantly, my friends, you're getting a meal service that is good for your body and great for your taste buds. I guarantee it. Welcome back to the Right Report. Let's continue with our news this morning with our next stop in the tiny island of Mayotte. Now, if you've got your maps, you are going to find this little island in the Indian Ocean. Sits just to the northwest of Madagascar and to the east of the African countries of Mozambique and Tanzania. Mayotte is one of the four major islands that sits in this area that's mostly known as the home to the Comoros. For centuries, these little islands have been fought over by the Arabs, then the Africans, and eventually the French. They colonized the islands in the 1800s, but in the 1970s, three of those islands got their independence. We now call them the Comoros. But the fourth, that Mayotte, did not. That is because the French wanted to hold on to it. And that resulted in decades of coups and fights and, sadly, a lot of poverty. But even with these poor conditions, the people of Mayotte were actually better than those of those surrounding islands that went for independence. And that encouraged illegal migration from the Comoros to this little Mayotte, specifically women who wanted to give birth on French territories such that their babies could become French citizens. And that has long created frustrations, even violence, between the French locals and these illegals. It's also caused headaches back in Paris, because once these babies become French citizens, they have just as much right to a French passport or a French life as anyone back in France. 
And that takes us to the news. The French government announced over the weekend that they were getting rid of birthright citizenship for the people of Mayotte. Instead, the children there, or the adults, must now prove that both of their parents were French citizens if they want to ever qualify for their own French citizenship. And that is a relatively common practice in Europe, by the way. It's based on a legal principle called right of blood versus what we have in the U.S. called right of soil. But here in the U.S., folks, here's something that you might not know. This issue was actually controversial here for many years. Up until the late 1800s, we did not have birthright citizenship in this country. But with the passage of the 14th Amendment and a subsequent Supreme Court case, most legal scholars say that the issue is now settled, but others argue, no, the issue remains unresolved. Well, that debate that is still happening here, it is now happening in France. On one side of this debate this morning in Paris is President Emmanuel Macron. He is the guy who made this controversial decision for Mayotte. He is also joined in support by mostly conservative members of parliament. But on the other side of this is the left. Those folks in France say that this new rule is a violation of the French Republic and constitutional rights. They're also very fearful that this new rule that is right now just in Mayotte could be the rule for the whole of France. And that would strip citizenship from the millions of migrants from places like Africa and the Middle East, to which conservatives in Paris are saying, yes, that is the idea. Those guys must be stripped of their stolen French identities and sent back home where they belong. So that is the latest out of some tiny islands off the coast of Africa. And it might just be a preview of what is to come in this country. Let's discuss that, shall we? And let me now do that by pivoting very quickly to my analysis and opinion. Last May, former President Donald Trump repeated his promise to issue an executive order that would bar anyone from U.S. citizenship unless they had one parent who was a U.S. citizen or lawful permanent resident. Now, he previously said that that could only be done with either a law that was passed by Congress or a constitutional amendment. But now he said some lawyers have told him that, no, it could be done via executive order. So that is his plan. Well, will that pass legal muster? Certainly if he gets elected next fall, well, we shall see. That is, if he gets reelected. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, this issue in France probably is going to come here in this country with all these various illegal migration problems we have. So we will keep our eyes and ears open on countries like France who are trying to fix their migrant problem in this way. More to come. Next up. We leave the coast of Eastern Africa for a stop this morning in the Middle East with important updates from the war in the Gaza Strip. Local and international press are reporting that the war is set to expand into the southern city of Rafah. I forecasted that for you on Friday. Over one million Palestinians are jammed into that city. They are being squished into the area after having fled other parts of the Gaza Strip that are under Israeli military operations. IDF forces say that they are set to expand their campaign into Rafah because they say that the remaining leaders of Hamas are almost certainly hiding in the tunnel networks underneath that city. Well, the White House this morning is warning the Israelis that they should either not do this, this invasion, as it were, of Rafah, or if they're going to have a very robust plan to deal with all the people who flee the violence. And that is exactly what the Israelis are doing. Ladies and gentlemen, here is their plan. 15 new tent cities along the coast, with at least 25,000 tents in each city. The country of Egypt would be in charge of setting up the various tent cities and providing basic services. The United States, you, would provide the bulk 
of the funding. As of this recording, there has been no reaction from either the White House or Egyptian authorities about this Israeli tent city plan, although officials in Cairo have already warned the Israelis not to move forward with the Rafah operation. And if they do, and large numbers of Palestinians try to jump over the border into Egypt, the Egyptians will suspend a peace treaty that they have had with the Israelis that dates back to 1979. And that would be a shocker. It would increase the chances, ladies and gentlemen, that this war escalates beyond the Gaza Strip. On a related note, the White House is sending CIA Director William Burns to Egypt this morning, apparently to discuss the issue of Israeli hostages that are still being held by Hamas. Two hostages were freed over the weekend by a daring operation by the Israelis, but sadly, more remain. But as of this moment, it appears that Mr. Burns is going to have to add a new item to his agenda, talking not just about the hostages, but also these tent cities with both his colleagues in Egypt and Israel. And if they do that, we can assume that there probably won't be much conversation about the United Nations running these tent camps. That's because Israeli Defense Forces have found a major Hamas command and control center located right underneath the UN organization that for years has provided aid to Gaza. The UN says it had no idea that that was there, but the Wall Street Journal interviewed a former UN employee who said that the parking lot at the main UN building in Gaza started to sink back in 2014. It may have been a mystery to some, but not to the UN workers. Quote, no one talked about what was causing the collapse, but everybody knew, end quote. So those are the latest facts and data on what is set to be a critical week in this war in the Gaza Strip. I'm going to hold off on my analysis and opinion until we learn more, certainly about those tent cities and the costs and this unfolding operation in Rafah. More to come. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take one more break this morning. When we come back, we are going to take a stop first in Europe with a lot of cranky leaders there who are mad at Donald Trump. And then we end with some good news coming to us from the states of Utah and Wyoming. We'll be right back. Folks, back on January 9th, we talked about the big fight with Russia and how that could badly affect the U.S. dollar and you. Well, if you're looking for ways to diversify your investments, boy, consider physical gold and silver and consider American Hartford Gold as you do. They are the precious metal dealer that I use and trust. And when you give them a call, they will explain how to protect not only your savings accounts, but also your retirement accounts, all by purchasing gold and silver. Plus, they will explain their buyback commitment, which is rock solid. And here's some more good news. Feel very comfortable using American Heart for Gold as they have a five-star rating from thousands of reviews, plus an A-plus ranking from the Better Business Bureau. So here's how you do it. Either give them a call at 866-353-2694. Again, that is 866-353-2694. Or you can just text them. Text right to 65532. And gosh, that's easy. Again, 65532. And just text them my last name. And when you do, listen to this. They will give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your very first order, depending on your total purchase. So again, Either give them a call at 866-353-2694 or text my last name right to 65532. And as you do, my friends, make sure that you remember that January brief about the currency wars, because that is why we want to consider physical gold, my friends, and silver with American Hartford Gold. If you start your mornings with a cup of coffee and the right report, well, that coffee has got to come from Wacker Coffee Company. 
I first told you about this great small batch roaster back in August. And for listeners who are lucky enough to get one of their six roasts, you know that your taste buds have never been the same. And that's because the roaster is a former U.S. Marine who is very serious about his coffee. In fact, his bestseller called Red Tape is a mix of Guatemalan, Costa Rican, and a honey-processed Nicaraguan bean. As he wonderfully describes it, Red Tape has notes of dark chocolate, almond, and cocoa rice krispies. And that is not spin. I'm telling you, Wacker Coffee Company gives you a chance to really taste coffee, not just drink it. And trust me on that. My family and I are huge fans. So start your mornings by going to wackercoffeeco.com. That's W-A-C-K-E-R, wackercoffeeco.com. And for paid subscribers on Substack, you get some extra value this morning. Use the promo code that you will see in those daily emails that I send you, and you will get 10% off your order. But either way, go to wackercoffeeco.com. And my friends, you will taste your morning coffee for the very first time. I guarantee it. Welcome back to The Right Report with our next stop in Europe. Leaders throughout the continent this morning are angry and alarmed at Mr. Donald Trump, all because of what he said over the weekend in South Carolina. He was addressing his supporters last weekend when he started talking about NATO, which of course is the military alliance between the U.S. and Europe. And here's why Mr. Trump brought this up to his audience. For decades, European nations have not been paying their dues, as it were, to belong to NATO. And that has frustrated presidents on all sides of the political aisle, from Bush to Obama to Trump. They've all said, with varying language, that Europe was gaming the system by spending cash on everything else but defense. And they did that because they believed that America would always be there for them no matter what. On Saturday, Trump shared a few details about that issue, specifically a series of talks that he had with European leaders when he was president. And here's what he said. Quote, One of the presidents of a big European country said to me, Well, sir, if we don't pay our NATO obligation and we're attacked by the Russians, will you protect us? And I said, Well, you, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage the Russians to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay, man. You got to pay your bills, end quote. <sighs> well, that caused a lot of pearl clutching and bedwetting in Europe and Washington, D.C. The White House blasted Trump. Some Republicans joined in. NATO's leader said that the whole of Europe is now at risk. The Dutch defense minister said this, quote, I think that this is exactly what Putin loves to hear, end quote. But... This comes just two weeks after many of these same European officials admitted that Trump was right in years gone by when he tried to demand that NATO members pay up. In fact, I briefed you on this a couple of weeks ago. To refresh our memories, the Wall Street Journal reported that the president of Poland said that he would have raised this exact same argument that Trump was making about Europeans cheating. Also, the Dutch prime minister said this next piece uh, just a couple of weeks ago, quote, Trump was completely right in forcing us to live up to the 2% NATO budget commitment, end quote. So those are the facts and data that help explain why the powers that be in the West are a little cranky at Mr. Trump this morning. Let me offer you one quick piece of analysis and opinion. If you have lived long enough, you know that even people you like or love will take advantage of you. It is just the nature of humans. And that is exactly what Europe has been doing for decades and Everybody knows it. It's just that not everybody has said it quite so loudly or bluntly as Mr. Trump. 
And either you like that or you don't. Or maybe sometimes you do, but other times you don't. But look, he is who he is, and he is what he is. And in this case, I think Trump is frankly right to just punch Europe right in the face and demand that they pay their rent, as it were. Or as Mr. Trump said, you gotta pay your bills. Finally this morning, we depart on some good news as we return to the United States for our last update. It comes to us from the states of Wyoming and Utah, and it has to do with the minerals that power your life. To refresh our memories on this, we have talked about two different sets of minerals or elements over the past year or so. One has been rare earth minerals. Those are vital for some of our most advanced products that we all love and enjoy, from jet engines to cell phones. They're largely what makes up magnets. The other thing that we've talked a lot about is lithium. Indeed, we talked a ton about it during the Dirty Green series because lithium is used in all sorts of batteries, it's true, but most especially for electric vehicles. Well, in both cases, for both rare earths and lithium, there has been a problem, a China problem. Beijing controls many of the world's most productive mines and most of the processing or refining, and that's bad. Well, over the past six months or so, we've been talking about some good news on this front. For instance, we've discussed that there is apparently a lot of lithium found in the state of Arkansas. Meanwhile, we talked about an old coal mine out west that was probably full of a lot of rare earths. And to that, we have even more good news. We start in Wyoming, where about an hour north of Cheyenne, a company has discovered that its previous rare earth find is even bigger than expected. So much so that the United States would beat China in overall supply of rare earths and just from that one mine. The company will now work with engineers to build out the necessary permits for some pilot projects in the various environmental processes. Next, I've also got some good news coming to us from the state of Utah. So let's start with something that you might not know. The Great Salt Lake has a lot of lithium mixed in with its briny waters, but the issue has long been that the mining process just takes too much of that water out of the lake. That's a big deal. Water levels have been dropping for years in that area, and there has been a great reluctance by state, uh, state officials to tap into that lake for lithium mining. As you would imagine, they're trying to salvage the water that remains. But that takes us to some good news. A California company has come up with a new way to mine for lithium, and here it is in layman's terms. So they are going to vacuum up a lot of water, thousands and thousands of gallons per minute, and then introduce a ceramic bead, and it acts like a magnet for the lithium. The company then pulls those lithium-covered beads out and injects the clean water right back into the lake. There is no net loss of water. Local regulators in Utah are quite pleased with this system, which has been tested, by the way, around the world to pretty good effect. The company plans to build a plant on the shores of the Great Salt Lake to include, here it is, a refinery. That should come online in about two years, with production ramping up full steam by the year 2028, give or take. So overall, good news about two minerals that, whether we know it or not, profoundly impact our lives. And as of this morning, it looks like more of that stuff is not going to come from China, but right here, born in the U.S. of A. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John. Chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
Good day.